Welcome to Andre and the Crew Podcast. This is your host, Andre, and I'm coming at you with a brand with a new podcast for the week. Before I get started, deep started in this, a shout out to Retrans by Essence. She's on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You need to go out here and get you some bracelets, get you some slime, get you some uh, necklace lists, get anything and everything possible. Check out her website. It is on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Once again, that is Retrends by S. You can check out this podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Anchor, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, several different places that we are uploaded. So definitely check us out. Check out every single uploads we do now all the time you'll see an update about us update uh upload a new podcast so always check back to see what has been uploaded weekly we are on uh on youtube and the name is andre green it is the logo for the podcast where i upload uh different things from the podcast itself anime reviews movie uh random reviews several things like that so definitely check that out and, and here soon i will be doing more stuff on the on the channel so you definitely want to hop in and make sure you're subscribed also check me out on twitch.com which is mr andre 94 we've been live streaming random stuff lately so if you want to join into the randomness come on and join the crew on twitch was planning on doing a wwe universe mode but wwe universe mode wwe 2k20 decided it was going to act brand new or something like that made me delete the game so we will not be doing that anymore we'll be moving on to something else to play and like i said here soon we'll be doing some walkthroughs and playthroughs on some games that i think you guys will definitely enjoy if you enjoy video games and finally i am also on twitter andre green or mr andre green one of it one of the other I don't really post nothing on there that much, but you can definitely follow me there. I can fo- I'll follow you back. We can talk basketball. We can talk wrestling. We can talk random stuff. We can do anything you want to do. We can do it. But let's get started. Today's podcast is your monthly NBA topic. I slow down a little bit on there, here and there, but as of course, this is the off season going on, so it's not much talked about besides NBA 2K22 that had just came out. I will be potentially buying that eventually, maybe at some point. Haven't decided. But despite that, there's not much news going on in the NBA world. However, I did find I did run across an article by Hoops Habit. He up uh, his name is Hans. I can't say his last name, but he did this a, a week ago. By the time you're hearing this, it might have been two weeks ago. Don't know. But it says NBA, the 30 best trios in league history. Now, trios are your big threes normally. So he's going through every single teams or no, I think he's just going through all three, all 30, 30, just 30 of the best trios in league history. Now, I would definitely agree to disagree on this, but we'll start it. Let's get it. At number 30, he has the Larry Nance, Mark Price and Brad Daughtry of the Cleveland Cavaliers. The 90s Cleveland Cavaliers. Time they spent together was between 1988 and 1994, and they have never made the NBA Finals. Now, this team was one of those teams from the 90s that, from the late 80s into the early 90s, that 
they play pretty well for their for their teams and stuff like that. Um, they made it out of the cup. They made it out of the first rounds a couple of times, but they also took a lot of L's in the first round. Also, uh, this is very uh, they nice little three, but they didn't really succeed or have much success as I would assume Cleveland fans would probably want them to have. They did have a lot of fifty win seasons, but never could get to that NBA championship. And especially in the very stacked East where you have the Milwaukee Bucks led by, let me think, uh, Cindy Moncrief and, and company. You'll have the 76ers led by Charles Barkley. You have, the, of course, you have the 90 Bulls, Jordan and Pippen. You will have the Boston, well, I guess this time period, the Boston Celtics wasn't that important at that time period. So not the Boston Celtics, I should say. You had... Potentially the Dominique Wilkins, Atlanta Hawks. You had you have several different Eastern teams that were pretty stat. Patrick Ewing, his Knicks, Reggie Miller and the Pacers, the Bad Boy Pistons before they went down. So the East was really stacked with teams that made it hard for them to come out of. So that's not surprisingly that this is the 30th team. They all made all-star games or whatever, with the highest being five, and that's from Brad Daughtry. Overall, I don't know if they won the third I don't know if they the 30th best trilogy uh trios in NBA history, but let's keep it pushing. At number 29, you have the Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, Oklahoma City Thunder time they spent together was 2010 to 2012 i 1000% disagree to this one considering they didn't play too long and yes they did make a single nba finals but that was at their youth peak james harden was the sixth man of the year durant was still durant or westbrook was durant westbrook now it's 2012 when they made the nba finals but I don't know if I would call this one of the best young trios in NBA history, especially at 29, considering they really didn't spend too much time together. And I think they peak way. I mean, they, like I said, they peak in 2012 because James Harden did get traded. But I wouldn't put this at number 29. I think they'd be probably at 30, maybe even lower than that, in my personal opinion. I, there is one Thunder team that I think couldn't make this list, but I might have to go through this whole list to figure that out. At 28, you have Mike Conley, Zach Randolph, and Marcus Saul of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, which was the Great and Grind era, era. From 2010 to 2017, fantastic years for the Grizzly fan base. Like I said, the Great and Grind was the legit, was legit where they play hard defense. Hardly anybody scored a lot of points or whatever. But this team never made the NBA Finals. They did make a couple Western Conference Finals. Went to war against the Spurs, the Thunder. Basically, any team in the in the West that wanted against them, they pretty much gave them a heartache, a headache every single matchup. Mike Conley really was just a solid point guard at this time period. One of one of the point guards that was always snubbed for All Star because the West was stacked with um, guards. You had Zach Randolph being one of the best power forwards in the league, probably top ten some at one point or another. And then Marcus Saul was definitely one of the best centers in the league. Of course, winning defensive player of the year one year. So pretty great, pretty, pretty solid trio. Just never made that NBA Finals. It's one of those teams that needed another superstar, uh, star sh um, player that can score, score the buckets consistently. So 
if they they had that, they probably would have made the NBA Finals at least once or twice. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't happen. At 27, he has Mitch Richmond, Tim Hardaway, and Chris Mullen of the Golden State Warriors. This was the Ryan, uh, the Run TMC Warriors. However, they only played two years together. But in I thought it was gonna be longer than that. But they only spent two years together. So I don't. I definitely don't see how this team is at number 27. They should be very lower considering the years that they play together. And they really didn't do much as together as a team, especially in the West during the 90s. So I don't see why that team is even on this list. Personal opinion. At 26, we had the Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, and Nick Anderson's Orlando Magic of the 90s. They spent together 94 to 96. Another team that was really short-lived together. They made one NBA Finals, as you know, which they got swept by Hakeem's Houston Rockets. Once again, very talented group. They was really great. They was at. They was most likely in, they're in their primes during this time period or so. But and they was running real good. This this team I always compared to 2012 Thunder to was the 94 or was it 94 95 uh, 94 Orlando Magic because. Fantastic, uh, fantastic team, but they was really young. People were like, ah, eh, I don't know if they can ever win a championship. People were like, oh, why not? Why not us? And then they get there and they got swept. We didn't get the Thunder didn't get swept. They lost in five gentlemen sweep, but it's close enough. You know what I'm saying? Very young team, very good team. Uh, I don't know if they should. They could, they could potentially be up this high, but then again, this would be the same argument of the oklahoma city thunder where after this they really just went downhill and then Shaq left so i mean that could be an argument too at number 25 you had the jason kidd richard jefferson and keon martin new jersey neck from 2002 to 2004 a lot of these a lot of these uh teams were really not as long as you one would think they would be together but this team did make two NBA Finals, lost both times. First time they got swept by the Los Angeles Lakers, and then the second time they lost to the Tim Duncan-led San Antonio Spurs. Two fantastic organizations and teams that they was not going to beat. So they had some good years right there. Sadly, they can never get over the hump. And then after this year, I mean, after those two finals back-to-back, -back, that's when the Detroit Pistons came through with their squad and took over the Eastern Conference for good. Ain't nothing really to say. They end up, I know Jason, Jason Kidd and uh, Richard Jefferson end up getting their rings in different teams. Jason Kidd for the Dallas Mavericks and Richard Jefferson for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Keon Martin, he still was a best player out of his draft. It just never ended with a championship sally for him. But I think 25 was a nice spot for them. Next up, you had Chris Webber, Pedro Stokovic, and Mike Bibley of the Sacramento Kings. Time spent together 2002 to 2004. This team most likely could have been higher if the NBA didn't cheat them out of the NBA, um, going to the NBA Finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. You know the history between that. You can look that up yourself. Controversial, most likely. Have no clue. They caught it. They probably would have won it all too, but it didn't happen that way, sadly. It did not happen that way. At 23, you have a Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, and Michael Finley. Of the Dallas Mavericks from 1999 to 2004, I can, I can, yeah, I think this is a pretty good trio. This, I think this is one of the best trios so far outside of that Orlando Magic team. Really solid trio. Always making the playoffs, always competing, and things like that. Except they never made it over the top, sadly. Especially in the West, when you got to deal with the Lakers, the Spurs, 
those are the main two players teams you got to deal with off the back before you add in anybody else and any other teams so they peaked you know of course steve nash here ended up leaving going to phoenix and re or um becoming an mvp now whether or not he would be able to do that for dallas during his time there most likely not be but you know you never know next up at number 22 you had john stockton jeff hornacek and carl malone this is the Utah Jazz, 1994 to 2000. Okay, of course this team is on here, but this is not, in my personal opinion, not really a trio, more of a duo. We all know it's John Stockton and Carl Malone is mostly known for the duo part. And then Jeff Hornacek, eh. I mean, he was there, but he was mostly one of their role players more than anything other than being a part of a, a big three, quote-unquote. So I definitely don't understand why he's there, my, my personal opinion. They shouldn't be that high either. That's that's just me. Should not be that high. Next up at 21, Patrick Hewey, John Stox, and Charles Oakley of the New York Knicks. Time spent together, 1991 to 1998. Made one NBA Finals together. And I don't agree to this either. Charles Oakley was that nice defensive power forward next to Patrick Hewey throughout those years. However, uh, I believe it's only the duo of Patrick Hewitt and John Starks really should be the highlight of the Knicks. And even then, I wouldn't even call John Starks his dynamic duo like everybody else has had throughout their careers. That's my personal opinion. That's just me. I don't think this is really a trio. I think they're. Just, I think this actor has really started to get to a point to where he wrote this and he was just like, right, I got to fit in names somewhere here and there. And that, this team could easily be replaced by a different team. At 20, you got Dr. J, Julius Irvin, Mo Cheeks, and Moses Malone of the 76ers. Time spent together, 1983 to 1987. And they won an NBA championship together for the 1984, I believe, 76ers. That team was pretty much a super team. Dr. J was an MVP player. You had Moses Malone, who was also an MVP player. You had a defensive monster, Mo, Mo Cheeks, that had a six-man off the bench, and Bobby Jones. Very, very stacked team during that time period, and they won that one championship just to prove how, how much of a stacked team they really were. Let's be honest here. But, yeah, I guess you could say that's a trio, but you can also refer this as to one of the super teams of the league rather than just being a trio. Personal opinion. At number 19, we have Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, and Mario Eli of the Houston Rockets. Time spent together, 95 to 98. And I think he got his information wrong saying finals record is 0-1. I think he meant to put 1-0. and zero. Veteran, they won a championship in both 94 and 95. So that's a mistake on this guy's part. And they never made the NBA finals after that. Not a, like This is another one, not a trio. This is a duo of Clyde Drexler and Hakeem. And Mario Eli is not that second. There's not that third guy for this team at all, 0%. He was better off putting Charles Barkley whenever he came to Houston to call that a trio if he wanted to do that instead of saying, yeah, uh, Mario Elliott, yeah, he, he, he was a third guy. No, he wasn't. He wasn't even close to being a third guy in my purse. But what do I know? I just study basketball history. At number 18, we got Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Rudy LaRusso La of the Los Angeles Lakers. Time spent together from 1961 to 1968. And their NBA record, sadly, is 0-5. and five. Definition of a team that was great to get to the NBA Finals, but ran into Bill Russell's Boston Celtics team. That's the reason why they're 0-5, people. This is almost still like a 
this is almost a duel still, almost, but at least Rudy LaRosa, uh, no, LaRosa, <laughs> at least he was able to play the third wheel to the big two, you know what I'm saying? But definitely not. So, yeah, but, you know, running into Bill Russell's team still sucks, and losing five times against them sucks even worse, so... It is what it is. They be out. They was all right. They was able to get one. Jerry West did. You can argue back and forth if you want to give Elgin Baylor his one also. At number 17, a little surprisingly, a little bit for this team to be at number 17, it is LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Time spent together 2015 to 2017. They were 1-2 and two in the NBA Finals with the one being a fantastic NBA championship for the Cleveland Cavaliers 2016, which they came back 3-1 against the 73-9 Golden State Warriors. And they only put this at 17. I'm very interested. I wonder why he put this at 17, quite honestly. Because, like I said, that was a very fantastic team. The team was really built around those two teams really well. But yeah, they, he he doesn't go into he doesn't go into details to why he put this at 17. He really I don't think he put any details in any of why they go. Uh, at the numbers they at, but 17 now I have to see see now we at this point in time of this article to where now from 16 downwards I have to compare each trio to this trio to make sure that makes sense you know what I'm saying the only reason why the Cavaliers didn't probably won they probably they record probably would have been two and two and one is if the first year Kyrie and Kevin Love was what uh got injured in 2015 maybe they would have won 2015 and then 2016 question mark but now i have to compare every single team to this number to number 17 so let's let's go ahead and start comparing at number 20 at no 20 at 16 we have the walt frazier willis reed and david boucher new york knicks time spent together was between 1969 and 1974 their nba finals record was two and one First championship, first two championships that the New York Knicks ever won was be because of this team. This is a team I would also argue was a low-key super team also, or a really stacked team considering that Walt Frazier, all-star, star, superstar, probably point guard during that time period. You had Willis Reed, one of the best centers in the league at that time period. I mean, the man was out for the injury, came back, and helped them win a championship and was a finals MVP winner. David... Boucher and they also had another player. I think I think David Boucher was the Detroit one of the franchise players for Detroit. He was like a twenty and ten guy, and then they had another power forward on the team that was also another twenty and ten guy. And then they had what's his name? They had Earl Moreau, who was Washington Wiz one of the best Washington Wizards players of all time for the couple years he was there. He was a twenty point per game scorer, and I believe he was a six man off the bench. That right there was a pretty stacked team, in my personal opinion. Probably one of the original super teams, if you want to argue that. If not a super team, at least a very, very stacked team full of star players and all-star players. So is this team better than that Cavs team? I guess you could say that, considering they could have almost, they would have almost three-peated, but they got the two instead of the three. So, okay. Next up, you had 2015. No, 2015. I'm going to do better. At number 15, you have the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, Boston Celtics. Time spent together from 2008 to 2012. Their finals record was 1-1. One one. I disagree. 
I think this team should be at 17, the Cavs should be at 16, and then the next team should be at 15. Considering that injuries really played a major factor into this team, not going back to more finals, on top of that, they was already past their primes when they got together. When LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie was all together, only person that was technically out of his prime was LeBron, but even then, he was still playing fantastic basketball. Kevin Love was still playing fantastic basketball, and of course, Kyrie Irving was not even in his prime yet, and they was playing fantastic basketball, all three of those together. I think if you put this big three Boston Celtics versus that big three Cleveland Cavaliers at their best, either that's 2008 or 2010... Between the two versus the twenty what twenty sixteen version of the Cavaliers, I believe the Cavaliers team would have beaten that Boston Celtics team in my personal opinion. That team was way more built around those big three, considering these three, and that's that overhype of them winning one championship in two finals. Not a fan, definitely not number fifteen. Y'all want to argue that? What's up? I'm ready. At number fourteen, you had the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oscar Robertson and Bob Danrich of the Milwaukee Bucks. Time spent together, 1970 to 1974. Records, 1-1. One one. Oh, I didn't know they went back to back. I didn't know they went to two finals. I thought it was only one finals they went to. Interesting. But, yeah, I, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, this is definitely a big three. Yeah. This is a really good big three, too. Besides Oscar Robertson on the tail end of his career, he was out of his prime. He was like 32, 33 years old. He still played fantastic basketball. He just had to do less now because he has a superstar center in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So the man was averaging 31 and 16 points during his time together. And then Bob Danrich, I didn't even know he was on this team at any point in his time. I, I wonder was he there. Now I have to do some research to see if he was there for their championship run because if he was, I don't know if 2K has him on that team. I'll have to take a look at that. I'll, I'll definitely have to research now. Definitely. I'm going to 100% research that because that's very interesting. He's a, he was a 19-point game, 8-rebound player next to these two. And then I don't think 2K has those two. I don't think they have him with those two. Huh. Very, very interesting. But, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Kareem, monster. Oscar Robinson was a monster in his prime. Bob Damrich ended up becoming a monster throughout his career. All three together. They was goaded. They was goaded. That's the reason why they won a championship. Went to two finals back to back. But I don't know if they're better than that uh, Cavs team or not. I can argue they're not better than that Cavs team or that Knicks team. Very interesting. Definitely better than that. Well, they argue with the Boston Celtics team. But this team was pretty much in its prime minus Oscar Robinson versus three guys who's not in their primes. And Yeah, not an argument there. At number 13, you got the Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, and Happy Hairston. Of the Los Angeles Lakers, time spent together from 1970 to 1973. Their finals records was 1-2. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of Happy Harrison. I'm assuming he was the power forward because he averaged 17 and 12, 17 points and 12 rebounds throughout that stretch. I don't think I've heard of him. I thought it would be good. I think I thought it would be Gail Goodrich that would be technically the third member of that. But, huh. That's another player I'm going to have to research. Like I said, once I find out these names and players and stuff, I have to sit here and research so I can increase my NBA history knowledge. So that's another guy that was he there for the for their championship? Because if he was, he's not in 2K also, meaning that team is missing a player. Meaning that once NBA once I get NBA 2K22, most likely, 
I'm gonna have to do some editing to a lot of these rosters that I'm not I wasn't planning on doing. So at number twelve we have Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, and Bill Lambert of the Bad Boy Pistons. Time spent together nineteen eighty six to nineteen ninety four. Finals record two and zero. Oh. I think they meant to put two and one. They went to the finals three times in a row and they won two, lost one against the Lakers because. We probably said the league did not want the bad boy Pistons to three-peat in their league with the way they play the game. Let's let's be honest here. So, he needs to upgrade his information. But I definitely agree to this. The bad boy Pistons was a monster team, a headache of a team, especially for Jordan to deal with in the East, along with other teams throughout the East. Sadly, Clyde Dressler could not win his first championship off of them because the team was more built. Devastating team. Crazy defense, which... We know how they play defense, so I agree. I agree to that. They're fine at number uh, 12. At number 11, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. Time spent together from 2013 to the present time. Their finals record is 3-2. and two. Let me make sure that it's right. They won in 15. They lost in 16. Won in 17 and 18. Lost in 19. Team, yes, three and two. You gotta make sure with writers like this to make sure. I agree. They might go higher. They're not done. This team is not nowhere near done yet. This team is not done yet. They just had 2020 was injury season for their players, quote unquote injury season for their players. Well, not for Clay, but not for Curry. Curry messed up his hand, and he, he, and uh, Curry messed up his hand, and he was out. But eh, you know what I'm saying. Was that really injury or were they just taking them out because they knew that wasn't that wasn't anything good? So right now we're going to say yes. Right now they're at 11. They 100% going to move up. I guarantee you they just need another championship, maybe another second one. Who knows? They could, you, this team was really great. I really enjoyed that and don't like that Golden State Warriors uh, dynasty. Next up at number 10, we have the late great. My greatest player of all time, Mike Goat, Kobe Bryant, Lamar Odom, and Paul Pal Gasol of the Los Angeles Lakers. Time is spent together, 2008 to 2011. Finals record, 2-1. Yeah. Well, y'all think I'm about to say, nah, that ain't right? Nah, y'all crazy. Nah, nah. Top 10, yeah, that team was lit. I think, what was it, 2010 was their their most all-around roster? Man. Well, we got the 2010 Lakers versus the 2013 Heat ratings. Complete ratings. Fantastic team. Got the GOAT, my GOAT, Kobe, playing like a monster. Pal Gasol was the perfect dual player. And then Lamar Odom, the great sixth man, coming off the bench, doing what he needs to do best all-around game. Hopefully, Darius Baisley of my Oklahoma City Thunder, he turns into a Lamar Odom-type player. All around, he can score, he can rebound, he can assist, he can steal, he can block, he can play defense, he can do everything on the court. That would be wonderful to add next to Shea and Lou Dort and Josh Giddy, which I'm assuming is going to be a nice little star player. And even Pokasepsi, you know, that's not about my team, though. I'm sorry. I had to get hyped for my own future of my team. But, yes, I definitely agree. I don't think, I mean, I'm biased, so why would I disagree to that? That's interesting. At number nine. It is LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh of the Miami Heat. Time spent together 2011 to 2014. Finals record 2-2. Two and two. At number 9? At number 9, though? Um, mm. The only thing that stopped this team from not probably going... Well, 
the stop let's stop this team from going three and one because they was taking that L against Dallas. The stopping this team from going three and one was Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade getting injury prone, especially uh, Wade and Bosch himself. Outside of that, number nine. This is the, I don't I don't know about this one. The reason why I don't know about this one is because usually when you compare big threes, especially all times, this Miami Heat team bring, uh, is the one of the four four to five teams that you bring up every single time. So you're saying there's eight other teams, but I know one team that's better than that. But eight teams better than this one? Let's keep let's let's now we gotta compare. Now I gotta sit here and compare number nine to the rest of this list. And I already took that L. Next up at number eight, it is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, and James Worthy of the Los Angeles Lakers. Time spent together from 1983 to 1989. Finals record three to one. Now I'm quiet. Yeah, that. Yep, that's a nice. Okay, that was that was really quick. I was like, man, ain't no way. And then you put in the big three, the Showtime Lakers big three. Makes sense. Makes sense. I would definitely take this big three over the Lake, the Heat big three. And I know some of y'all like, why? Magic versus LeBron, in my personal opinion, cancel each other's out. I think James Worthy versus Dwayne Wade, especially Dwayne Wade out of his prime and like slowing down. I think they're almost even. And then I will 1000% take Kareem, an older version of Kareem versus Chris Bosch, especially defensively wise, even offensively wise to an extent. I know Bosch can stretch out to the three point line. But Kareem was a monster in the paint. So, yeah, okay. I'll take that. Okay, he did okay. The, the rankings are still off. Rankings are very still off, but okay. At number seven, we got the Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish. Boston Celtics. Time spent together from 1981 to 1992. Record is 3-2. Yeah. This is one of those big threes I definitely agree with. You have a monster... And Larry Bird and Kevin McHale, and then Parsh is added with the defense and the rebounding. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't got nothing to argue. I can't argue that one. Aha! Nah, wait a second. Okay, let's argue. Number six, the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Tony Kukoc, Chicago Bulls. Time together, ninety-six to ninety-eight. Finals record three and zero. Interesting. They put Tony Kukoc because. We normally put Dennis Rodman as that third guy, not Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc was mostly the bench guy. But then again, I think in 98, Dennis Rodman was barely playable for that team. So I can see why they put Tony I see why he put Tony Kukoc. But at the same time, Dennis Rodman defense and rebounding really, yeah. It really gave this Bulls an edge that they never had before in, my per in their second three-peat. We can argue that. We can argue with that. At number five, we got the Bill Russell, Sam Jones, and Tom. Ooh, I can't say his last name. Starts with an H. Uh, years spent together, 1958 to 1965. The finals record, 7-1. and one. How is this team not number one? They're 7-1, seven seven you know? You know what I'm saying? They're 7-1. Seven, seven championships in a row with one loss. I think that's the one that uh, Wilt took off of them, I want to say. I believe it was Wilt that took that championship off of them. Other than that, this team being together for that long, winning that many championships with a team like this, a built team. So, yeah, I don't see how they want to be number one. But whatever. Not 
I, I didn't make the list. But at number four, see, this is the problem we I have with articles these days that I don't read. Because didn't I just read that it was, early, didn't I read y'all earlier, it was Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Tony Kukoc for the 96 through the 98, 3-0 for the championships, right? So tell me why at number four this man put Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman for 96 to 98, 3-0. No, that don't work. You're cheating, you're cheating, you're cheating this. You cannot do that. You cannot put the same team twice and change one player. That's not how the trios work. Now, which trio do you want? Are we taking the Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman or Jordan, Pippen, and the Kukoc? Because you can't have both. This is invalid in my personal opinion. So this goes from the 30th to the 29 best trios in NBA history. At number three, once again, you can't do this. No, you can't actually. This one you can't. No, you can't. Nope. They put Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Klay Thompson. You can't do this either. You just had... Curry, Thompson, and Green together for their all their years spent together to win the three championships. You cannot decide to take out Draymond and add Kevin Durant. You need to pick which one. Is it Durant or is it Draymond? Draymond is still on that team to this day. Durant is not. Durant did help them win three, uh, two more championships. And Draymond also has been there for all the championships. So which one you have? So once again, this does not become a top 29 list. Now this is a top 28 greatest trios in NBA history. Somebody help your man out because this is a major L. This is a problem with articles these days because they lie to you and they try to cheat their way into 30. If you can't think of 30 trios in NBA history, don't make an article about 30 NBA trios in NBA history. Now, number two, Kill O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, and Derek Fisher the Los Angeles Lakers from 1996 to 2004, finals record 3-1. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Derek Favors, not Derek Favors, ha, 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 ha. Derek Fisher, it is not part of this big three. He is not a big three player. This was a duo that he forced a third member into because he wanted to make sure his article was correct. His article is wrong. And he even said right here in the he even said right here he said but one player who doesn't get any love and attention is Derek Fisher. Admittedly, the numbers weren't very impressive. That Fisher averaged just seven points, seven point seven points per game. Still, time and time again, Fisher bailed the Lakers out with clutch shots. He was never an All Star or NBA or All NBA player. Also, the mere notion of him in MVP discussion is laughable. But Fisher came in clutch. More times than not. So why is it Derek Fisher and not Robert Horry, who's known as Mr. Big Shot himself, the one who actually got seven championships for being on legit teams? Here's a better case to be a third member than Derek Fisher does. Seriously, what is happening here? Once, a, once again, horrible article. Making duels into a trio with the third member not even being a legit three. Who's number one on this list? I agree. It is the Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker, San Antonio Spurs from 2003 to 2016. The finals record is 3-1. Fantastic team. They should definitely be number one. A dynasty. It's a dynasty. And this one goes This one goes more than just the years spent. I mean, this goes more than the championships they won. It's just all the years they spent. 50 wins every single year possible as a trio together. Fantastic. 
all the way around. No egos involved. They all play their roles really well, and that's why they got three championships. They won three. Cha- they won three championships together. Three and one. They could have been four and zero if they never lost the twenty thirteen finals. But uh, Ray Allen and the Ray Allen's three point shot, along with the rest of the Heat, said, "Nah, we need that championship." But all in all, this was a very so. This makes it the, the one. So so the thing thing I don't agree with is that. There's a lot of things I don't agree with. One of the things I don't agree with is he put that Thunder miniature big three close to the top, but James Harden wasn't there for too long before he was traded. And with him being traded, he should have replaced him with Serge Ibaka because they spent that was more of a big three than James Harden was to that Thunder team. He didn't do that. He was like, nah, it's James Harden just because he had one breakout year while he was still there before he got traded. That that's cheating. Once again, that was cheating. The fact that he put two different Bulls team and two different Golden State Warriors team that was arguably the exact same team with different players is bullcrap. You can't do that. It was okay. There's better ratings in my rankings in my opinion, but whatever. So that is it. That's the end of this podcast. Me ranting over this NBA stuff. You'll get another one next month. What it's gonna be about? I have no clue. Probably some. Probably something else I find that's idiotic, but hope y'all enjoy, and I will catch y'all on the next podcast.